Hello everyone, I'm Matt Harrison and you are listening to the Giri Cast on Sport Direct Radio, the Malaga fan podcast for all the Giris out there. As always, I'm joined by Chris. Chris, how are you doing? I'm doing fine. Excellent. Um, and making his second appearance, he, we didn't scare him off last week, is Alex. How are you doing, Alex? I'm good, thank you. I'm good. Um, we've just had, before podcast recording, Chris asking about Yeovil quite a lot, so we've we've done the the Yeovil podcast before this, so Chris didn't know much about Yeovil, but now, what, what did you learn about Yeovil at the start there, Chris, before we started recording, testing you? Uh, yeah, um, they're called uh, Glovers, <laughs> because uh, they made clothes in Yeovil, it's Yeovil Town, not Yeovil City, <laughs> Uh, their shirt is white and green. There you go. Uh, their stadium has twice the capacity that um, Alcorcon has. Wow, you did remember a lot this time. Yes, the town is ugly. <laughs> How fair did people then? And uh, I don't know, they have a green lurch thingy <laughs> or a green... What's green? Oh, the Hulk. The Hulk is their... Uh, <laughs> Is, is there a dress-up guy? Yeah, you, you don't you don't want to you don't want to make Yeovil angry as like the Hulk. Um, but yeah, there you go. You did listen then because I think I've tested you on things before, and you say I can't remember, but you took all that in. Well, well done, Chris. As a teacher, yeah, I'm, but you, <laughs> I'm saying well done. You test me on things like you said like a month ago. Oh, yeah. I, okay. I don't even remember what I had for dinner last night. Okay, in a month's time, Alex can ask you some questions about Yeovil again. We'll see what you remember. Um, but but today we're not talking about Yeovil on this podcast. We are talking about Malaga as always. Um, on today's podcast, we're going to look at some of the things that are going on behind the scenes, sort of uh, <laughs> club shop sort of things and things which have arrived in the club shop. We're going to look at uh, transfers going in and out of the club and sort of some of the other things that have gone gone on in pre-season, including Malaga's uh, nil-nil draw v Granada on Sunday. But, you know, we'll start with the big news first, lads. And the big news is, of course, that um, after many people asking about them, the, the club shop now have Malaga masks. Are, are you excited about this development? I can finally leave the house and go to the shop. <laughs> yeah, but you have to go to the Malaga shop first to get it. You have to exactly. Go to <laughs> I'll travel, travel to Spain, do my two-week quarantine, then go to Tesco's. <laughs> Yeah, um, I think when I met Chris a few weeks ago, I, I bought a nice blue and white striped one. That was as close as I was getting. Um, for for eight ninety five, Chris, are you going to get one? Uh, probably not, because we don't need to wear them in Holland. <laughs> oh, of course, yeah. Oh, they're all the rage here. I was, I was trying to think of a joke about them being a good defence or something like that, because Malaga do have a good defence, but uh, or did do, last do, week. Yeah, do you think Keith is going to buy one, Matt? Oh yeah, Keith. Well, well, we'll talk about Keith shortly, but yeah, I imagine because he usually buys half the club shop, which I suppose links us on nicely to the next bit. We we still don't have shirts, and we'll mention that in a second. But we do have training tops. Are we fan of the new merchandise they're coming in? Because I I thought it was okay. I'm I'm a fan, but that usually when the club releases new stuff at the start, I'm not so sure. But then it grows on me. So hopefully these will grow on me grow on me as well. Yeah, Chris, you know, do you want to give a rating on their sort of training gear so far? Yes, it's Nike, and Nike is always the same. <laughs> and uh, probably Granada had them last season or something. <laughs> I'm, I'm just giving an example. Uh, 
you won't find any new things in the Nike shop or uh, in the Nike catalog for clubs to pick. So, yes, I think it's fine. It's not not nothing surprising. Well, I would say that perhaps the reason I quite like it is because I think it wasn't even at the start of last season. It was about a couple of months in. Malaga released these horrible grey and sort of yellow, luminous green sort of tracksuit tops, which were horrible and anything but them again. So I'm quite happy. And uh, going back to our friend Keith then, um, who's a big fan of club shirts, um, I believe we have some information on the new the new shirt, yeah. I don't know where you've got this from. I think it was you that mentioned it, Chris. What's the latest on Malaga getting a new shirt? Um, the latest thing I've heard, that's the latest thing, that uh, they will be released next Monday. Okay. But I also have heard that the second uh, kit, the away shirt, will be probably, and that's not sure, but that's what uh, somebody said, that it will be green and purple. Which is obviously getting a lot of Malaga fans excited. So for those that don't know, do you want to explain why that is a, a big deal, Chris? Um, yes, the colours of the city. And um, uh, maybe because I was born in Malaga and I am a Malagueño, that uh, I'm always excited with green and purple together because I think it's a, a the most beautiful combination there is. Next to the white and blue, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I think it's really amazing. Yeah, and it's a little bit. You don't see many teams wearing purple and green, do you? So that's always fun as well. Well, Matt, they're not fun. In Malaga, the second kit has to be purple and green. It's mm-hmm. not about fun. It's the city colours. Well, I think it's fun too, but I do agree, yes, of course. It's always nice to have your city colours uh, um, Alex is someone that supports a team that wears green and white stripes, as we discussed at the start. Are you a fan of the idea of green and purple? I think it's a, a different mix. I obviously haven't seen one like that in England before. Uh, I can't remember of one. Um, but yeah, definitely think it's a good idea going with the colours of the city, uh, especially in this difficult time. It'll be something that can bring those extra fans in and get the city behind the club. Yeah, I'd be, I was thinking when you were speaking then, actually, is there any English or British teams that have had those colours? And I, I, the only one, I've got a, an idea in my head that Nottingham Forest might have had something similar in the 90s as an away shirt, but I will look that up later. Um, just on the final thing on kits, actually, we've we've got a new sponsor, but not for the front. We have got Mil Colchon, sorry, um, which I believe is a mattress company. Um, <coughs> guessing from my knowledge of Atletico Madrid's nickname. I'm, I'm right there. Yeah, it is a mattress company. Yeah, yeah, it is. Oh, there you go. That, that's exciting. Um, I don't know if you've got any thoughts on Spanish mattresses. Are these a good mattress sponsor? <laughs> I don't know, but their badge is ugly as hell. Oh, right. I didn't look at that. Okay. I, I don't know how it's going to fit on a Malaga shirt. Okay, it's going to be on the sleeves, I think, isn't it? Or it's not. It's not going to be the main one. Oh. No, but what I saw, what I did read, was that it will be on the front side oh, together right, okay. with the Cessa. Like I said, I've been quite busy today. I've gone back to work today, so I'm I'm a bit behind with some of the news. But I thought it was on the sleeves. But I'm quite happy to be told otherwise on that. But um, yes, no, we're... you're not happy with it. <laughs> yeah, really. I, I I will send you the the picture now. Well, you if, will if see. We, it's, we, it's like. 
it's like horrible, horrible, horrible. Even the color combination is horrible. Here, I just sent it in our group. We, we've um, well, that means we've just gone from <laughs> having like sort of tough, resilient Tessa. If I said that right, so Teresa, Tessa, Tessa, who make like you know appliances and tough locks and things like that to soft mattresses. That's a nice change. Yeah, but it has like. Like the colors yellow, blue, white, and red in it. One second, and it's I'm just, all... I'm just looking at it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, sorry. I was just having a quick look at it. That That is that is hideous. <laughs> but, yeah, I see. They're going to have to change the colors, aren't they? Um, okay, we've spoken enough about shirts, I think. On to the probably... The, I was sort of joking, saying masks were the big story, of course. I'd say one of the biggest stories this week is the fixtures are out. We have a Segunda calendar to look at. Now, I'm not one that gets ultra excited about these things because we've got to play the same teams twice no matter what especially now that we can't plan what home games or what away games we might be going to but it's always nice to see where we're starting and we're starting away to Tenerife which is then followed by an away trip to Castellon um any thoughts on that opening Alex? I'm similar of opinion uh of similar opinion to you Matt Uh, I'm not too bothered when we play um, these teams, I feel like the more the season goes on, maybe I'll get more bothered about playing the better teams towards the end when we need the wins. Um, but I think, yeah, like you said, we have to play both teams twice, so it doesn't matter when we play them. Yeah, and we sh- we should add it's it's the un- it's quite unusual, and I- correct me if I'm wrong here, but uh, <clears throat> the reason Malaga have two away games to start is because the pitch is being relayed at La Rosaleda, which it is every summer. And it's a bit late because we held the playoff games, I believe. That is yeah. Really, yeah. Um, well, did you did you guys see the last seven games? I can name them for you. Go for it's, it. It's, it's quite horrible. It's in the 35th round. It's uh, Las Palmas Malaga. Then we have Malaga von Labrada. Then we have Espanol Malaga. Then we have Malaga Mallorca. Then we have Oviedo Malaga. Then we have Malaga Girona. Then we have Leganes Malaga, and then we have Castellón Malaga, or Malaga Castellón. <clears throat> it's a quite difficult last uh, seven games. It is, but it'll be nice to celebrate the league title at La Rosaleda to finish with at least, um, when there'll be fans. Oh. <laughs> I, I hope if that will happen, I will buy the first ticket I can find to Malaga and get myself. Um, I was going to say. Pissed, but I will say drunk. Okay, you can you can say either if you want. I'm quite. I think they're interchangeable there. Um, okay. I I would say drunk is below pissed. So I think you. Want no, to then pissed. I will get pissed. Okay, and it's probably um, better words than pissed as well. I could probably go higher. I, I think if you want to go, I'd say in 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 English we'd probably say shit faced as perhaps the top one. Um, but I will get shit faced pissed. Yeah. And is that theory as well, where you can just pick any word and it makes it sound like you're really junk, drunk. So you could say, I got absolutely lawn mowered last night. So you can do that if you want. I I got absolutely mattressed last night. That's a theory I've heard before. You just pick a random noun and put ud on the end. Can and you say uh, colchunt? Colchunt, yeah, why not? Why not? I got absolutely colchunt last night. It's, it just sounds like you got really drunk. I've heard that theory yeah. before, um, so feel free to use any of those. 
Um, but yeah, um, we should say um, as well, um, just to to prepare us on this podcast, Chris, um, our first home games against Alcorcon, so you get to. Uh, you apologised last week, so you can you've got the chance to be a bit nicer about them this time. Great team, great team, <laughs> um, amazing club. <laughs> and obviously, our, our pal Alex here is a, a sort of his second Spanish team, I suppose. Um, uh, do you want to make a comment on Alcorcon for this season, Alex? Do you have any? any? Yeah, well, obviously they've got a new manager. Um, I was quite surprised that they let go of their last one, but um, I feel like. They're always a club that are going to be in and around the mid-table, maybe make a push for the playoffs occasionally. Yeah. Um, just quickly, while we're talking about fixtures and games, is as, I don't know if any of you have heard, because I've kept my ears open, but there's no update on fans getting in the stadiums, is there? Because I know that's what people like to know. I don't think so as of yet, no. Um, no, same here. I don't think I've heard anything, and... I know January was mentioned a couple of weeks ago, and and yeah, the way the situation's going here in Spain, I, um, it, you know, the COVID's picking up a bit again, and I I think January is the earliest, if anything, to be honest with you. I don't, I don't know if you, what do you think, Chris? I really have, don't have an idea. Yeah, well, we'll I see. think it's difficult. If we hear anything, of course we will put it on our Facebook groups and etc and mention it on here. But yeah, as as cause I know a few people have asked me about it and yeah, the honest thing is we don't know. know. It's it's gone really quiet about the whole fan things. Cause I know in Britain, like non league football has been letting fans in over pre season. They're talking about I think the European Super Cup's gonna be a trial game um for fans. There's but yeah in Spain it's very quiet, um just in case people were wondering. Uh just before we finish this opening section there's a little bit of news, but sort of not much news about the RA thing we talked a lot about last week. Um, Alex, you sort of mentioned just before we started recording about it. Do you want to sort of explain what's happened or hasn't happened? And then, Chris, if you feel we've missed something, you can add. Yeah, of so um, filling any gaps that I missed, Chris. But from what I believe, the um, obviously the club has uh, last Last week, I believe they announced that there would be an ERE, which is a uh, redundancy of all the first team, well, 11 of the first team players. But in since the last podcast, there's been a statement, I can't remember from whom, saying that not enough players have been let go for the ERE to, to count, if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, so that means that the contract renegotiations with players like uh, Jose Rodriguez, who are having their contracts uh, renegotiated and their salaries reduced, they are being blocked. So that's what I believe from what I've read in this last week. Yeah, because I think, um, as Alex rightly said, there, there's not enough people, because I think I mentioned last week that LA has to be a, a collective dismissal. Um, uh, is there anything you want to add there, Chris? Or I think Alex summarised most of it. Well, I don't know. <laughs> so we finally won't, at the end, we won't have an array. Yeah, that seems, basically, the, that's the bottom line of where we are at the moment. Of course, I should add, with these podcasts, I always like to try and say when we're recording, because usually we record and the next day something crazy happens or something completely opposite happens. So we are recording on Tuesday the 1st of September. That is the situation at the moment. By Wednesday the 2nd of September, who knows what will happen at Malaga? Anything could happen. That's... That's the perils of doing a Malaga podcast, I've learned. 
especially during the summer months. Um, is there any other little news you want to mention, guys, before we perhaps talk about transfer stuff, or are you happy to move on? Nothing that I can think of. No, I think, well, I think we'll move on. We should say, because it was just a really loud one went past there, and if you do hear any seagulls, I'm back in my, my usual flat by the sea, so if you hear seagulls, I quite like them being there, so I'm not going to close my door. So just just no, deal sure. with it. Just deal with it, listeners. <laughs> um, okay. And we, oh, go on. It's kind of our thing, right? Yeah. Because last time I had the water in my swimming pool. Of course. Now you have the seagulls. I think it's nice. And you had the goose, the one podcast. <laughs> the wild oh, goose. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. Um, but there you go. Um, Check. Second episode. Yes, it was long time ago. Um, anyway, moving away from you know strange background noises, we will get on to transfers at the club after this. Okay, so I think we've done this over the last few weeks. We've always had a sort of transfer section. As it's been over the last few weeks, I think some of these might be things we've said before. Some of them have moved on a little bit. Some of them are still in limbo, but just a couple of quick ones of people definitely left. And although he was an hour player, Sadiku, I believe, has gone to Turkey. I think that's confirmed, isn't he? He's going to send some sport. I haven't heard any confirmation, but if you if you've read that, I believe yeah, because he was he was let go by Levante mm. in Malaga, who's out of Malaga's economic reaches. Yeah, um, and I think you know we we didn't expect him to come back as we've said before, but I think I think whatever he does next, he would go with quite good wishes from Malaga fans. Wouldn't you think? I don't think he did anything to harm I think his so. family. Yeah, he sort of. Yeah. Well, we we are all okay. Yeah, yeah. And I've been reading a book about Turkish football over the last couple of weeks called Welcome to Hell. And so I'm quite, I'm quite interested in Turkish football now, so it'll be fun to see Sadiku there. Um, moving on to perhaps a more controversial one, and I might ask you, Chris, um, do we wish him well? And can we call him by his name anymore? Are we allowed to call our ex-Venezuela player by his name anymore? Because obviously we had a couple of podcasts where we particularly didn't like him and refused to say his name, so... Um, are we allowed to say his name? Um, you can say his name. Okay. I won't say his name. Okay, well, I'll just do it for um, journalistic purposes. That Mikhail is gone. The one that can be the one that can be named. Yeah, right? um, yes. <laughs> he who should not be named. <laughs> yes. That was it. Um, well, Mikhail has gone to Santa Clara in Portugal. Um, Chris, you know, you'd have to say his name now. But how would you summarize his? Time at Malaga. Bye-bye. Uh, <laughs> Au revoir. Bon uh, voyage. <laughs> Adios. Um, Alex, you, you've I not hope been... You get there safe and well. <laughs> um, Alex, you've not been on these podcasts when we've perhaps talked about Mikhail. Do you, do you have any particularly strong feelings about him or do you care or do you, do you like him maybe? I don't know. I feel like it was a player who... He wasn't going to get much game time, so I feel like it was sensible to let him go. So, yeah, I think the right move. Um, also, though, I think we were just talking in the little break then that um, 
obviously, um, and I've, I've not put this down actually, but Juanca's been linked with leaving as well to uh, Raya Vallecano. I, I, I've not heard anything today if that's any development there. I don't know if you two have or nothing concrete no. from the other day. No. But um, then going back to... I would hate to see him go. Yeah, I like Juanca. I really would hate to see him go. I love Juanca. I think he's useful as well because he can play left-back, wing-back, and even if needs be, he can play um, left-wing. But the reason I was mentioning him as well is because uh, Cristo, who is, I suppose, is our only real left-back at the moment, he's picked up a an injury during pre-season. So... Um, well, yeah, we need somewhere. We probably need a left back from somewhere as well. Is seeming Quankar's going because he was part of the the aforementioned RA list at one point. Who was you know available to go? Whether he still is, I don't know. Um, but there actually one player that um, we'll talk about in the preseason game later. But Calero and Barrio and Escassi have signed officially from Numancia. We signed them all in one evening. Calero played left back. Oh no, sorry, he didn't. He didn't scrap that. Ishmael played left back, and Calero replaced him in those um, in those preseason games. But um, are you finally excited to have those three signed up, Alex? Yes, very excited. I was very impressed with Escassi and Juan de at the back. Um, they showed signs of. Um, becoming a good centre-back pairing for this season. Um, given that there were links with Diego Gonzalez going elsewhere, I feel like Escassi and Juan de would be a, a, a good centre-back pairing for this season. Yeah, because interestingly, Escassi is sort of, I know he can play defence, but he was sort of, I don't know, I think we saw him more as a midfielder originally, didn't we? Because uh, he scored, picked up I, a few goals last year. Come on, Chris. I, I hope to see him at the midfield. Yeah, well, I think I, I prefer him at the midfield rather than. Yeah, it, it depends. Um, I suppose it depends what centre backs we keep a hold of during all this. Assuming like Lomban seems to have been keen to to stay, even with the Vieira moment. So maybe if Lomban stays, that might let uh, Iscasi go further forward. Um, I, I guess we're assuming uh, Barrio is going to be first choice because we have been linked with a couple of other goalies, um, such as Christian Rivero from Valencia, which I don't know about you, Chris, that seems a bit odd. We're still being linked with him having signed Barrio, or do you think not? Uh, I think so, because Gonzalo showed that he uh, is a pretty good keeper, I think, in the last games for as a second keeper. Yeah, and and yeah, we've got uh, Strindholm as well, which perhaps we'll mention a bit, a yeah. bit later. Um, then the other, and also we should say the signing of those three players. I, I don't know if I'm jumping the gun here, but surely that means it's the end of Fuenla Gate because Numancia are officially relegated. Can we say goodbye to Fuenla Gate? Is it closed or? Um... I believe we can okay. because that was the one thing that was. Stopping those transfers going through. Yeah. I have a question because I was looking at the fixture yesterday. Um, but uh, when are we? When are we playing against Depor? Hey, <laughs> hey. The Fuenla Gate is closed. Although I have seen a couple of people. Um, I think with the Messi thing, I can't remember. I saw put it where the whole Messi debacle. Someone was sort of saying, while this legal battle goes on, Depo are going to try and say Barcelona should be relegated for this and they take their place and things like yeah. that. But, um, 
Um, anyway, going away from that, because hopefully we won't have to talk about it ever again. Uh, Lume. <laughs> um, away from that as well. Uh, Munez, we've talked a few times. It looked like he was pretty much going at one point, but um, there looks to be a bit of a U-turn. It's not officially confirmed by the club, but um, Chris, do you want to do you want to explain who it's been confirmed by in rather unusual circumstances? Yes, it was his grandmother on on her social media <laughs> who confirmed his staying. Yeah. Pretty awesome. Um, who would you like to confirm your transfer out of your family if you had to pick one? If I had to pick one, yeah, uh, easy. I always say if if I always have to choose somebody, it always I would always choose my son. So yeah, and that'd be my son. Uh, can can he talk properly yet or well? <laughs> no, that, that makes it even funnier. That would be funny, then. but he, he he has Instagram. Ah, right, there you go. So you can put it on there and you can maybe just have a Malaga shirt and like be waving it around with Marquez on the back. Um, Alex, do you have any particular family member you would like to announce your transfer? I'd probably have to go with my father. He's a big football fan, so I feel like that would be something he'd like to do, although he is a bit of a dinosaur when it comes to social media. Okay. Now, I, I'm going to... Alex. Gonna... Go on. Alex, explain me one thing. Yeah. Your father is a big football fan. Yes. But he supports Jovil, right? Well, he originally, when he was a kid, supported Man United. Controversial, oh, okay. I know. Um, but we lived in Somerset, so we were looking for a local team to follow from when I was a kid. And Jovil was the nearest one, so he's adopted Jovil as his second team, shall we say. There you go. Um, oh, well, 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 what we... did the interview with Alex? <laughs> <laughs> for f- sake, how did you get in here? <laughs> Um, while you, while we go back to more Yeovil talk, I, I've just been thinking that I would pick, I'd pick my grandmother actually, although she's no longer alive, so that wouldn't be very useful. But, but my my grandmother was the mayor of Murphy, so I like the idea of her getting her town speaker to ring a bell and shout and shout the announcement. That's what I've just been thinking. Um, anyway, your grandmother was a mayor. Yeah, yeah, she's the mayor in ninety early eighties. So before I was born, but she was the mayor, the mayoress, I suppose. No, no, I think you'd call it a mayor these days. You would be uh, gender neutral, wouldn't you? So um, yeah, she was the mayor of where? Mayor for Tidville, my hometown. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, it is. Yeah, she's a she's a scary woman. She's a tough woman. You wouldn't have messed with her. Um, and if if I had signed for someone and I didn't play well, she would tell me. She would. Yeah, she's part Irish, comes from Irish family, so that tells it all really there. Um, going away from my grandmother and Alex's dad, um, we have a signing we've made, which was today, if I remember, yeah, it was today, I've been very busy today, so I've just lost track of time, Yanis, um, Yanis uh, Ramini, yes, I've said that right, I hope, um, who has signed from Almeria. Romani. Romani, forgive me. Forgive me for that, Romani, who was signed on loan from Almeria. He was at Lugo last year, had a good spell at Mirandes. Um, he seems a cool guy from what I've very briefly read, read this afternoon. Oh, um, are we excited about this signing, Alex? I think is a good... Obviously, the more attacking players we can get... Um, not too bothered about the fact that he's only scored one goal last season, but I feel like he could be a good person to be crossing the ball in for Orlando Sarr 
um, and any other strikers that we that we play. So yeah, I feel like he's a good addition for that part of the uh, attack. Yeah, what about you, Chris? Are you excited? Because I don't know, there's something about this one. It's one of those signings I got quite excited about for some reason. Are you excited? I'm, I'm very excited because after the lack of uh, attacking skills we had last season, I suggest Malaga should should probably sign 30 guys <laughs> yeah. uh, who can attack because then uh, you have options to choose. And, yeah, and, I'm very excited about this one. And did you see he uh, um, seven years ago he was tweeting about Malaga um, when they played yeah. Dortmund? So that that's fun. I can't remember exactly what he said. If either of you can, uh, I did read it, but I don't remember. Yeah, he's basically cheering on Malaga to win against Dortmund and saying they yeah. were written off. I think wasn't he something like that? Um, but that's fun. And then we've not signed any other attacking players, but. We have still been linked with Jairo Sampiero, who we mentioned last week, and Kaya Quintana. Um, any, I don't know if any of you have heard of updates on those, but it seems like they could happen. Still in the works, yeah. yeah. Um, I think, obviously, Kaya Quintana played for Fuenlabrada uh, mm-hmm. a little bit last season, so he's got second division uh, experience. Um, so, yeah, I definitely think... and. Especially that forward position, we need someone else who can bolster that attack and help Orlando Sar. So, yeah, I definitely think Kaye, um, hopefully Kaye can come to the club. And also, um, I read this, I can't remember which one of the like local news websites did this, so forgive me, but they were mentioning that Jose Rodriguez obviously played with uh, Quintana at Fuenlabrada last year, but Rodriguez also played with San Piero at Mainz many years ago, and there's a there's a cool photo of um, on a pre-season tour of San Piero and Jose Rodriguez with Arnold Schwarzenegger outside a football stadium. So I don't know if you saw that, but um, it's quite cool. Yeah, who, who would who would be Malaga's Arnold Schwarzenegger if you had to pick a, an equivalent? Rude Van Nistelrooy. Oh right, okay. I, I I could have said old players as well. That's, I'm happy with that. Yeah. Um, Chris, if you had to compare a Malaga player to the Terminator, who, who would you go with? Uh, from the old players, probably uh, Wellington okay, that's or, a good one. or uh, this team, the Terminator could be, I don't know. Well, I, 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 my, my two are definitely, I, I thought Kaide Barre, first of all, who still at the club, bizarrely, um, uh, since we've been mentioning his transfer longer than anyone's. But but then I thought about it a bit more, and I thought, who's more destructive? And then I thought, it's got to be Ben Kamasa. He's just the one that just ploughs into players, and he's my Terminator. Um, maybe not as efficient as, you know, a, a time-travelling robot from the future, but um, but destructive nonetheless. Um, and then he I'm... looks more like a clown. <laughs> Okay. Now maybe yeah. We, we when someone has a photo with it, the clown, we'll 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 ask that question maybe. And I think the only other little bit of news. Oh no, we'll we'll do it in the next bit of what's happened just now. But um, I, I don't know if any of you got any are any of you in the know and any other transfer news because I think that's it from this week. I think apart from what I believe you're going to be mentioning in the next mm-hmm. section, I think that's it. Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah, I think so. We've covered everything, and also 
Um, you can have a think maybe about who would be your Terminator, everyone else, if you want to try and think of a Malaga equivalent to Terminator. But yeah, uh, moving away from, again, time travel and aliens, not aliens, robots from the future, to have come to protect mankind, we will move on to the much more mundane pre-season friendlies. Okay, so we were going to sort of save this last section to clear up just a couple of other things and generally talk about our pre-season game against Granada on Sunday because we can't talk about the Espanyol game because it's not happened but yet. Um, and again, like Terminator, we cannot time travel, so we cannot tell you the result of that. But as we said earlier, the way Malaga is at the moment, there's always news coming in all the time and we said things will be out of date really quickly to the extent that um, as we're recording uh, things are happening so uh, Chris Munier what, what's what's going on? Uh, seems like he's going uh, to Turkey mm-hmm. and I be- you said that he's just left our training camp? Yes he just left he just left the training camp uh, probably to go to Turkey I don't know <laughs> he's just gone I'm off I'm off to Turkey see you later yeah um, I don't know it's it's all rumours so okay so yeah the, basically the, the news coming out um, in the last hour or so is Munoz left the training camp Malaga's training camp reportedly to sort a transfer out but again I emphasise the word reportedly there uh, and Juanpi is back, I believe. Yes, which is, which is good news. Which is no, it's great not. news. Go. It's great news. <laughs> no, Juanpi, go. Our team can only cost two million euros. Juanpi earns two million euros. But Juanpi's going to lower his salary and save the day at the end, like he did against Alcorcón. No, but that's <laughs> yeah, but it, that's impossible, Matt, because um, you're only allowed to reduce your salary. No, salary in uh, in in the Spanish uh, leagues by eighty percent. Okay. Well, so I know you're an English teacher. <laughs> how many is is twenty percent of two million euros? Four hundred thousand. Yeah. So that would be a quarter of the whole team. Okay. So maybe, it's impossible that he stays. Well, um, maybe maybe that alleged Blue Bay injection of money, which apparently is not happening. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe Blue Bay just want to say, we'll only give the money if we can give it to Juanpi and he can save the day. Or my, as my Juanpi fandom being too unrealistic here. <laughs> we, can, we can hope. We can hope. <laughs> yeah. yeah what is that about, uh, about uh, Blue Bay? Yeah, because we didn't mention that at the start, actually. Um, Alex, what, what was the Blue Bay bit? So, last week... It was reported that says, obviously, keyword, like you said, Matt, on reported that um, Blue Bay were willing to put an injection of cash into the club. They had told the judicial administrator that they were willing to do so. But um, apparently the APA, the president of the APA, I forget his name off the top of my head. But Antonio he said, Aguilera. I remember yes, that. Yes, that's the one. <laughs> um, he said on uh, Deportes Cope Malaga today that this is not true. According to the judicial administrator, he's not received any uh, offer or proposal from Blue Bay. So that's all up in the air as to whether they do want to put some cash into the club, whether they can. 
Um, so that's what I've read in this past two days. But if I, I, I've also heard that um, in an interview last week as well, um, that uh, the second guy of Blue Bay said whatever uh, the financial administrator needs, he just needs to ask and, and we'll give it to him. Yes, it's a, it's a lot of hearsay, isn't it? We, we don't really know. There's going to be a lot of that, I think, in the coming weeks. Um, but yeah, that, that's, that's not cleared it up, but that's the point. It's cleared up that things are not cleared up still is probably the best way yeah. to sum it up. Um, should we talk about some actual football? I know it's not the most exciting type of football, especially when it's a pre-season game that was nil-nil. But, um, well, I suppose we could talk about all three as a whole to start with. So Malaga so far have played three Primera teams. Uh, we beat Valladolid 1-0. We lost 2-1 to Cadiz, which again was the last minute, last kick of the game almost, was the Cadiz winner. And we've drawn 0-0 with your Europa League Granada. Um, Chris, do you think it's been a positive pre-season so far? Very positive. If I remember last season, we, we lost all the games and this season we did quite well. Yeah, and I think, again, like these are teams all above us and um, the thing that's jumping out at me really is that there's all this you know uncertainty at the club behind the scenes and we're playing these youngsters, but they're, they're completely unfazed, uh, you know, as, as Whitney Houston once sung, um, I believe the children are our future, if, you know, if we're going to quote Whitney Houston. God rest your soul. Um, not that I'm a big Whitney Houston fan. I just want to clear that up. I'm much cooler than that. Um, is she dead? She is dead, yeah. She drowned in the bath, ah. if I remember rightly, after an overdose, very sadly. Um, really? I missed that. Yeah, yeah. She's um, yeah. She had a, she was a very troubled woman, wasn't she? Um, had a I can of... understand it when I hear her music. It yeah. always makes me cry. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, any, any thoughts on Whitney Houston, Alex? I've listened to a few of her songs. I've got a few in uh, in my Spotify playlist. Okay. Um, oh wow, that is a that is. I didn't expect that. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm quite a throwback when it comes to my music tastes. Okay. Which ones? No, I, I can't remember off the top of my head the names. Look them up. I want to know it. Uh, I'll let you know. I long ago, never to be. I can't remember. I was trying to think. But yes, that's basically I was trying to reference the fact she sung about children being our futures and stuff, which is exactly what's happening at Malaga at the moment. So um, before we talk about this, perhaps like any of these youngsters stood out, and I know a couple of new signings have played, so we could perhaps talk about them. But one I meant to mention it last week, and I sort of we talked about lots of other things, and I forgot to. Uh, interesting development, I think, from the, certainly the last two preseason games. I can't remember if it happened in the Valladolid game is uh, Ishmael being captain, certainly at the start, until Adrian's been on the pitch. Um, you know, Chris, that I'm a massive Ishmael fan. I think we've took, we've had the Sifu Ishmael talks in this podcast before, and I've very much been in the Ishmael camp. But, you know, what, what do you think about Ishmael being a potential, I don't know, one of the vice-captains next season? Or do you think this is just because there's no other player on the pitch? I, I hope it's the last thing. I, I really love Ishmael, but how old is he? How can he be a captain? I don't think that matters. I think if he's, you know, manager must have seen something. And um, I don't know this. I don't know. But it's, I don't know, is he the captain in the um, the youth team before with these players? And they're used to him being captain? I, I don't know. But I, I think I don't know. he strikes me as sort of 
a bit of a, I don't know, he's got a, a leadershipness about him. I, I, I don't know, I can't put my finger on why, but um, obviously, like, if we keep Luis Hernandez and we've got Adrian, then they should be, you know, the two captains. But I think Ishmael would be a good... I, what, what about you, Alex? Do you have any strong views on Ishmael as a player or, or a captain? Yeah, well, I think he's a great player. He's a good youngster. He's only 19, so he's got a lot of time ahead of him. And he's played already he's played five times for Spain's under 20s so he's definitely a very promising player but I'm sort of leaning towards Chris on this one he might be if we obviously if we have Adrian or someone with a bit more experience I'd rather they captain only on the principle that I don't want him to be worrying about other players at this stage of his career I want him to be concentrating on his performances and how he plays yeah I think that's a fair point actually um uh, and he was quite good after the Granada game, actually. He spoke um, in the interview later after the game saying how the, the youngsters feel confident and they feel like they're going toe-to-toe with these experienced teams. And you've got to remember as well, uh, Cadiz had Alvaro Negredo up front and Granada had Roberto Soldado. And of course, you know, they're a bit older now, but they're very experienced strikers. So it's a hell of experience for the likes of like Juan De and you know, getting a chance to play against, you know, Spanish international, or former Spanish internationals at least. Um, the other one I was going to mention, um, I, don't, I, I, I can't remember, Chris, did you watch the Granada game? I can't remember because I think you might have been busy doing something else. Uh, I watched bits of it yeah. because uh, I couldn't watch it because it wasn't Ah, free. yes, that's right. Yeah. It wasn't possible to watch. So I downloaded VPN and it, only yeah. gave me 500 MBs. Yeah, that's right, yeah. So I watched a big part of the second half and then it turned off and then I threw my phone against the wall <laughs> because I couldn't watch the end of the game. Well, the thing um, the commentator kept pointing out, um, the commentator, was the, the, like I said to you guys, oh, I met in the pub two days before, weirdly. That was an interesting story. But um, Gonzalo in goal. Yeah, he was an amazing guy, right? Yeah, yeah, he was cool. He had, he had a good voice, very good commentary voice. Um, very deep and booming. Um, but speaking of voices, he kept mentioning on commentary how Gonzalo kept coming really far out of his goal and shouting at people to do things. But um, he, he made one really dodgy catch at the start. But after that, um, he made a couple of good saves and seemed to be a bit of a presence. Um, are, are we happy with Gonzalo being the backup to Barrio? Or do you think we need someone else? Or Of course, sounds like my wife. <laughs> She's always shouting as well. I thought you meant she couldn't catch a football then. I thought you meant... Oh, oh, yeah. That's that's, as well. She's also always shouting. (laughs) And and walking out of the kitchen. (laughs) Are you always like putting in high looping three kicks into the back garden to see if she can catch them? (laughs) Um, uh, Alex, are you happy with Gonzalo being back up or do you think we need someone else? I'm more than happy with him being back up. I think, obviously, yeah, he's made a few mistakes, but he's very young, and I feel like the more game time he gets, the more he'll eradicate those mistakes, and the better he will get. And and then the other one we have is Strindholm, who's the other youth goalie. Um, I, I, I can't say I've seen much of him. Even the Cadiz game, I think he conceded the late goal, but it might, I think I went to the toilet and missed that, if I remember rightly. Um, do we know much about Strindholm, or was he just, we'll have to wait and see about him? I feel like he's obviously in the latter stages of last season. He came through to the first team 
I think he made the bench against Almeria, if I'm right in saying. Okay. Um, so, yeah, he's, he's obviously there's belief from uh, Sergio Pellicer, um, but I feel like he's only 18. I feel like at this stage of his career, it would be better for him to play maybe not uh, Atletico Malagueño, but maybe promote him to uh, maybe the first team and then put him out on loan to a, a Segunda B side or a Segunda side. So, yeah, I feel like game time is needed for him to become a valid backup at the moment. I feel like Cretas is a better option. Um, and speaking of game time, this leads me on quite nicely to my next one because um, I think I've made it clear of my <laughs> my odd love for Juanpi. But um, my my real favourite Malaga player also played in this game, but again against Malaga, um, Antonin came off the bench for Granada in the second half, and he was linked with going to Cadiz on loan um, earlier in the summer. And with Granada being in the Europa League, there have been mention of him going on loan. Do, do you think there's any chance, Chris? Because I don't, but I'm hoping you would make me feel good. <laughs> um. I'm going to disappoint you again, okay. I think. Right, we'll leave it there, then. <laughs> he was good, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, was, he was pretty okay. And he's got nice blonde hair now, which it seems to be the thing in football at the moment. Yeah, or grey. Oh, yeah, it was quite grey, I suppose, yeah. That's the stress of having to live in the tough slums of Granada. It's <laughs> such a tough city. <laughs> um but yeah, I don't know if there's any other players you want to give a bit of love for from that game or any of the pre-season games. Because I, I don't really, again, it was pretty dull, nil-nil. Um, there weren't many chances. Tete had a bit of a chance saved. But... Yeah, I was going to back up, back you up on that. Um, Tete, I feel like quite a lot of the focus is on the youngsters and the new signings and we kind of forget about Tete. You think he's one of our best players still. Hmm. And he obviously... Apart from the maybe a slightly uh, poor touch on that chance he had, but I, he looked positive. He's he's got a lot of energy. I definitely think he'll be a key player this season. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, you're right there actually because we sort of well when we did our awards thing, I said he was our player of the season, and um, uh, yeah, I suppose we just expect him to be good now. And perhaps pre-season he's just pacing himself. But yeah, he did he did have a good game. Um, and any, anyone you want to give a bit of love to, Chris? In general, um, you know, hating is more my thing. Okay. No, <laughs> um, yes, I want to give love to Manolo Gaspar. Okay, can I? Yeah, you give make love away. <laughs> Manolo Gaspar, if you're listening, I want to make love to you. Oh. <laughs> wow, that's escalated. He, he, he did, he, he's doing one amazing job. Actually, yeah, we, it's actually a good point you make there, Chris. Because I, I was going to mention this at some point that um, I think when we finished the podcast at the end of last season, and we said there's, you know, there was the statements about there's a tough year ahead, and or you know, we all expected there was going to be these big financial issues, and then the era got announced, and it looked very bleak. But um, I, I get the sense just from like things on social media and things you read in the press, and I even read a journalist in Barcelona today say that he thinks Malaga's done the best business of anyone in Segunda. Do, do you think there's a real optimistic mood at the moment? I'll be honest Ash. with you. I, I think Malaga will will definitely m- make a big chance to go into playoffs, but that's me. 
Okay, Alex, do you, do you do you feel that optimistic? I I'm very hesitant to feel that optimistic because <laughs> I've spent my life being optimistic about many football clubs like <laughs> Yeovil and Malaga, but I want to be positive. Yes, Manuel Gaspar, obviously he played for Malaga for a while, um, so he's got that love for the club, and in the circumstances, he's doing a fantastic job. So. I don't want to say playoffs, but I'm saying no relegation battle. Yeah, that that's sort of I, I'm sort of in between both of you there. I think I, I I I think when it gets to that first game, I think I will be thinking we'll get playoffs. But uh, yeah, I'm sure by half time against Tenerife, when I don't know Ben Kamasa's got sent off, and I don't know we're two goals down to VAR that I'll, I will take it all back. But um, yes, I appreciate the optimism, Chris. So um, I don't know, guys, is there anything else you want to add before we wrap this up? No, um, no I can think of. I know. Uh, oh, you know, we, we should just before we, before you do add something, Chris, um, yeah. and I don't know if you, this is what you're going to say, but the reason we're recording on a Tuesday, it's, and we just mentioned it, it's your wife's birthday tomorrow. So we should wish your wife a happy birthday for letting you, do this podcast with us all the time as well. Yes. <laughs> uh, she's a great wife. <laughs> when she sleeps. Okay. She's awful cook. <laughs> um, she get she gets angry a lot. She ain't much of a cleaner. Uh, but she's my wife. Okay. I she gave this- me the most beautiful thing. A person can have on this earth, um, and that's our little boy. Okay. And um, I love her so. Okay. Happy birthday! And that's all. I, I thought I thought you were going to say she gave you the most beautiful thing, which was permission to have time to do a Malaga podcast. But um, yes, your son's probably more important than that. I agree. <laughs> um, yeah, Chris, you were going to say something before I, I added that. Was there anything you want to finish um, with? Yes, because. Um, you are a teacher, right, Matt? Uh, yes, I believe School so. School starts tomorrow again. It does. Does any of your uh, students listen to this podcast? Um, no, but there was one who emailed me one day and said they had the radio on in the car and they thought they heard someone that sounded like me and it, it was me. So, but, Let um, me tell you that I hope that none of your students... We'll listen to this week's podcast. Okay, right. So I'm, I'm a bit weary now because we've. <laughs> Here we go. What? We don't need no <laughs> education. We don't need no thought control. Yeah, that was it for today. Okay, right, thank you. That was this beautiful version of Pink Floyd there. Um, Do you I, like I... Pink Floyd? I, I like a bit of Pink Floyd. Yeah, I love Dark Side of the Moon. It's a great album. Um, what, what What do you think about the song? I don't like that song actually. Not 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 because of the lyrics. I just think it's a bit boring and monotonous. Um, May I add something on go, that? Song? Go for it, Alex. Um, I feel like there's a certain irony saying we don't need no education when you use a double negative. Yes, there is. Good spot, but they know. probably did that on purpose. Yes. Classic. Um, but. If you if you look at only at the lyrics, what do you think, Matt? Um, yeah, this it, it's not a good message because we all need education, not just students. We're all 
part of this podcast, I hope, is educational and, um, you know, we can deal with important topics like which Malaga player is most like Terminator or, um, you know, who's what relative would you like to announce the transfer. So I think it's very educational and we all need educating. And I think that's a nice message to finish on. So, um, Alex, thank you. You know what I... Well, you know what I problem have oh, what right. I what what, what my problem is with this song, okay, <laughs> and and then we stop. Well, <laughs> we have time enough. It's just, we didn't talk a lot today. Um, my thing is, I like the song, but I hate kids singing in a song. Okay, like when when you have a group of kids singing in a song, it's awful. You are listening to song lyric podcast. Yeah. So that's, that, that's my thing. Okay. For the rest, I love the song. Okay. Okay. If, you, if you're going to go up in these little spiels, Chris, we need we need to find a link to Malaga. So, you know. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, the stu- the, the young. We'll we'll link it by saying that um, these young players we have don't need educating. They're doing well enough as it is. There you go. There's the link. I've, yes. I've, I've linked it back to Malaga. So now. I will finish and say thank you, Alex, for joining us again. Thank you. Uh, it's been a pleasure. And um, are Yeovil playing this week? Uh, well, they actually played on Saturday against Stratford and lost 3-0, unfortunately. Uh, um, but it's a pre-season friendly, so I'm not worried as of yet. Yeah. Was it 2-3 or not 2-3? <laughs> uh, that, was, that was good. That was quick. <laughs> that was good yeah. back to making gloves um, <laughs> and uh, Chris I will leave you to you know think about what bizarre song you're going to choose next week somehow yes. but uh, thank you for joining us again and hope you um, Marissa and you enjoy her birthday tomorrow we're going to the zoo <laughs> why not um, I don't know <laughs> and on that bombshell I will leave you go thank you for listening everyone this has been the Geary Cast on Sports Direct Radio I've been Matt Harrison vamos Malaga adios Geary Cast